the pitch. Swing and a base hit to left center field. And Camellia's going to score. This game is over. On an RBI hit by Mickey Poole. Thanks for taking the time to download and listen to the Philadelphia Baseball Review Podcast. I'm Patrick Gordon, founder and executive editor of the Philadelphia Baseball Review. Our mission is to cover baseball at all levels throughout the Philly region, with a particular focus on promoting the amateur, high school, and college ranks. Our aim is to tell the untold baseball stories across the Quaker City. So please be sure to follow me on Twitter if you're not already at PGordonPBR. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening. Also, leave us a review. And be sure to visit PhiladelphiaBaseballReview.com where you can sign up for our daily newsletter. Now, let's get into today's show. All right, so I'm joined here with Kyle Davis, uh, and this is something new, uh, Holy Family University Baseball. Uh, Kyle, I'm happy to speak with you here and uh, interested to hear about what's going on with Holy Family Baseball. That's a new thing, huh? Yeah, brand new, and uh, thanks again for having me on here. I'm always excited to talk about uh, the new program we got going on and um, you know, just kind of share the ideas and everything that we have going on at Holy Family right now. No, I think it's great. So anytime, look, we've been losing too many programs in the Philadelphia area. Sure. Gaining a program is something that sort of uh, came out of left field. When were you uh, aware? When did you find out that this is something that they were looking to do? And then how did you get sort of uh, your name in the ring, if you will? Yeah. So it it definitely came together super quick. Um, you know, kind of came out of left field, if you will, but um, I was made aware of it. I knew Holy Family was starting up a program and just hadn't hadn't heard, you know, what they were doing for a coach and things like that. So um, actually one of my old colleagues from uh, University of Sciences when I was there uh, reached out to me and you know, he's at Holy Family now and said they were looking for a coach and um, just kind of threw my hat in the ring and like, beginning of June and it just kind of took off from there. Now I can only imagine how challenging it has to be to sort of build something from the ground up. You have a little bit of experience in that uh, from your past though. Walk us through sort of your background. I know you were, you were a scientist for a while. That's your alma mater also, but you've built a program before at Valley Forge, correct? Yes. Uh, so that was my um, really like my first head coaching job was at Valley Forge military college and, um, they were a, a junior college, uh, and they were similar situation to Holy Family. Got going a little bit late, um, you know, and had to kind of build things from from the ground up. So um, that was definitely a huge challenge, you know, being a military school, being a junior college, and getting hired late in the game. But learned a learned some things what to do, and I, you know, uh, I definitely learned a lot of things not to do. That's for sure. <laughs> Sometimes that's the the best way to learn, right? Oh, should I have done that? Yep. Um, and then you jumped over, obviously, to to U of Sciences, and were there for a year and brought some success to that program as well. Yeah, we were. Um, you know, we we were really. I was. I mean, the whole staff and you know everybody at Sciences was super frustrated with the whole the whole merger and everything that went down with the program getting shut down. We really felt like we were, um, you know, like a year away at Sciences from really making some noise in the, in the CACC. So it was unfortunate that we didn't get to kind of see that all the way through, but 
um, we did get a little bit of a little taste of some success. And it was it was nice to kind of you know be in my alma mater and everything. It was nice to uh, kind of help turn that around and, and get the program back back on the map a little bit. And I can only imagine those final days had to be tough for the student athletes. You know, having witnessed that myself at Temple uh, mm-hmm. and seeing those final days when the program got shut down, and uh, you know how tough that must have been for you all. Yeah, it was definitely definitely a tough time. I mean, we we felt you know obviously super bad for the um, you know the student athletes and the kids. Just kind of after you know COVID and everything that had happened, you know, losing a season, you know, playing a, a conference only schedule in twenty twenty one, and then to get that news, um, you know, it was really just like a an avalanche of some really tough years for our guys. So uh, we really wanted to do our best to, uh, you know, try to make a run in that final year. Uh, didn't get to where we wanted to be. We did, you know, win, win our final double header. But um, yeah, we, we were really trying to, you know, go out on a really good run. Just didn't get there. But um, yeah, it was it was a super, super tough situation. You really just feel for the you know, the kids who have to, you know, then go through the whole transfer process and things like that to keep their career going. Yeah. And several of them continue to play, right? Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking, um, I know like Eddie Perry, uh, he played this past year at Wilmington university. He had a really, really good year there. And, um, Ben Bratt, uh, pitched for, for Chestnut Hill also in the, the CACC. Now, speaking of the CACC, that'll be Holy Families College too, correct? Correct. Yeah. So it kind of came full circle. We're pretty much just taking uh, Holy Family, just kind of taking Science's spot in the in the CACC South Division. So um, yeah, it's a pretty pretty easy transition for me. That's for sure. Now, how difficult has it been? Because what's the enrollment at Holy Family? A couple thousand, right? A couple thousand. Yeah, we actually. Big class coming in this year, biggest one in in school history, which is great. But yeah, it's only a couple thousand. How challenging has it been, or has it been a challenge at all, to say, "Hey, guys, look, new baseball program, come on out, let's see what you have." You know, the the recruiting process. How is that going for you, uh, sort of, and where are you at with all that right now with the roster? Yeah, it was definitely a huge challenge, and I was super fortunate that. Um, we, we got a really good staff kind of assembled really quickly. Uh, we got Tyler Mortar on staff. He's a former pitching coach and recor- recruiting coordinator at our sinus. Um, CJ yeah. Brancato is on staff. He was the head coach at, at Bucks Community College and had a bunch of success there. Um, and he brought over one of his assistants, Steve Stable from, from Bucks as well. And we got Brandon Binder on staff, who was a, an assistant coach at, Bloomsburg and, and Lincoln Memorial. So we, we're super, super lucky to have a, a bunch of talented assistant coaches on staff and they've done an unbelievable job just kind of getting, getting guys, uh, getting guys on the phone and getting guys on campus. And um, it, it's really been a, we're in a really good spot with our roster. I, I definitely didn't think we'd be um, as far along as, along as we are. We're really, you know, wrapping up our, you know, our class for the fall. Um, and starting to move forward to our, our 24 class. And how's it looking? Are there any players you can you can mention now or um, any sort of things brewing there that, that you, you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, we definitely, uh, we feel we have some talented guys coming in. Uh, you know, the, the kind of co- the cool part about being, uh, you know, getting started late, you know, we got hired in, you know, mid-June. Um, you know, just the, 
with the way the transfer portal was and, you know, a bunch of guys having an extra year for COVID and things like that, it made it a little bit easier. There was a lot more guys out there that were, you know, looking for opportunities. So that definitely helped. And it also helped, you know, getting guys in here that already have had some success at the college level, you know, know what it takes sure. academically, know what it takes on the field to, to have some success. So um, we definitely feel like we got a, a good group of guys that are going to be in the door for year one. You know, one of the drawbacks in this area is obviously going to be the uh, closing of Cabrini mm-hmm. and and the program there. Um, I would envision there could be a couple athletes coming over to you guys, perhaps as transfers from there. Yeah, and it's a super unfortunate situation over there. I totally. feel, for, feel for Nick and all the uh, you know all the all the players and coaches over there. Really, a, a similar situation, you know, firsthand from when I was at Sciences, where got like a year notice sure. that it was the there was going to be one more year, and um, you know, hopefully they can. Uh, I know they got a really talented roster. Hopefully they can uh, line everything up and, and make a little bit of noise this year in the in the in the program's last season. Talking with David Miller a lot with the LaSalle situation, at least with the LaSalle thing, you kind of you knew something was going to happen. It feels like the Cabrini piece kind of just fell out of the sky. Also, I know you know institutionally they had some problems, but I don't think anybody thought it was as bad as hey, we're closing our doors, you know, basically immediately. Yeah, that's for sure. I remember when I heard it, I had you know no idea that was going on. So that was kind of a uh, definitely a shock, and I know it kind of it, it definitely took a lot of people by surprise, which is definitely uh, you know yeah. frustrating. We were lucky at you know at, at you know at sciences we got you know a little bit of notice that you know hey we we kind of saw the writing on the wall and what was coming. Uh, but when it's you know completely out of out of nowhere, it definitely makes it a lot more difficult. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about the Philadelphia area. There's close to 25 some, you know, college programs, just D1 to D3, that are all quality. Um, you know, and I think, you know, losing any of them is difficult. But uh, you know, there's so many quality high school programs in this area that I think, you know, having programs now like Holy Family, you, you see Rosemont, uh, you know, you see some other schools sort of you know moving in the right direction. I think it's it's just a win for for this region. So, you know, I, I think you guys are going to do great, great stuff at Holy Family. I, I know having been a, a North Catholic graduate myself, North, no, not around anymore, but, you know, the Catholic League, we would, you know, Holy Family, a lot of our graduates would go on and play soccer and basketball and such. So I think sort of having schools at that level, look, everybody's not going to be D1. You know, right. and I think having D two and D three, there's so many great options in this region, and and um, you know, I think losing Cabrini will hurt, but I think having Holy Family here could be a definite value add. Definitely, yeah, and I think uh, you, you know, you mentioned earlier, like in the past, you know, ten years, there's you know, the Philly baseball scene has lost so many, so many college programs, you know, yeah. from from Temple all the way down to you know, Sciences, and now Cabrini, like it's. Um, I'm super, super grateful and fortunate to be given the opportunity to kind of bring, bring, bring a program back and, um, just kind of add to the, to the Philly baseball scene. That'll be, that'll be a, it's a good opportunity for sure. Now, Kyle, where are you from originally? Are you uh, a Philly guy? I'm from uh, Delaware County. I went to Garnet Valley high school. Have you been following media at all with the Little League World Series run? Definitely. Yeah. I was talking with some, uh, some buddies this past weekend about it and I've, was just checking up on them on Twitter just now. I think they're up. They're they're up big. If I if, if that, the last yeah. time I checked, anyway. Yeah, 
they, they that they are. That'll be interesting to see um, <clears throat> how far how far they can go. Building a coaching staff, right? What you're building a program. What is the first thing that goes through your mind? Like, I need to get players, or I need to get like uh, a recruiting assistant. I need to get assistant coaches. What what goes through your mind, and how did you sort of come about finding the group that sort of surrounds you now with CJ and everybody else? Yeah. So I, for me, obviously, you know, getting hired in June, trying to you know get started that you know this coming fall, the immediate thought was, um, hey, we need to get we need to get players in the door. We need to start building a roster and. My thought was, hey, to do that, I got to bring in, you know, obviously I'm definitely not something I'm going to, you know, be able to do by myself. So my thought was as quickly as we could, you know, bring in some coaches that are are super talented. And, um, you know, we definitely did that. And those guys have been hitting the ground running, you know, got on the phones. I mean, they've worked tirelessly, just, you know, phone calls, visits, things like that. And um, I thought, you know, hey, the more – the wider of a net we can cast, you know, this late in the summer, um, the more success yeah. we're going to have building that roster. Now, where will you all play? I- I'm not too, too familiar with the campus. Is there a field there? Or are you going to be using Father Judge? Where Where will you guys be at? Yeah, so we're, we're going to be playing at, at Father Judge. Um, and then, you know, we're working some different options for, for practices and things like that. We have some different things in the works right now, but for our home games, we're going to be at, at father judge, which is a, a really, really good setup for us being so yeah. close to campus. Yeah, no, absolutely. Any coaches reach out to you once, uh, once word broke about you taking this position, that's sort of, you know, Hey, glad to see you back in the fold. Any, any, a conference foes, if you will. Yeah, it actually been, um, a, a couple guys did reach out. It was, I was actually texting with, uh, with, uh, Coach Spratt at Chestnut Hill a couple days before, just um, you know, talking about some guys, things like that, and uh, so he was one of the first to reach out and, and congratulate. But uh, yeah, definitely heard from a lot of people that were, um, you know, happy to see me back in it. You know, as was I, obviously. No, I think that's awesome. That's one of the other great things. There is not uh, all of the coaches in this region are just great guys. Like just definitely. You know, people that you want to hang with at the bar and just talk with, just genuine great human beings. And that's another thing where, you know, I've been around the game my entire life at the pro level, the college level, whatever. There are some people that are jerks. There's none in this area coaching-wise. Uh, everyone's awesome. So I think that's another another big value add. Thinking about it from a standpoint, all right, I'm a, a junior or a senior now in high school, right? Um, and maybe I'm getting looked at by a couple colleges. What would you as, as a coach who's been around a while now and building a program, what would you tell somebody who's a junior or senior um, who is just kind of thinking about, you know, the next level and what they need to do? What would you tell the player? And then what would you also tell, you know, their parents sort of what to look for in a program? Yes. I think the biggest thing that I always tell guys, you know, when they, when they come to campus, when we're, you know, the initial contact on a phone call is I, I tell guys just to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, everyone, everyone wants to play baseball, right? Guys love playing baseball. At the end of the day, you know, the next, you know, 40 years after you graduate are going to be, you know, much more important than the four years, you know, you're on campus playing baseball. So I always tell guys like, hey, especially with the way, you know, colleges, you know, the college atmosphere is right now and the landscape in college athletics, you know, make sure you find a school that, you know, one has your major, um, 
two kind of has the the social atmosphere that you're looking for. Um, really make sure that it's a fit for you. Uh, you know, without without the athletic aspect, because um, you just never know what's going to happen. And um, really, you know, make sure it's somewhere you can go get a quality education that uh, is something you want to do, uh, right. and, and that way you're kind of set for the the rest of your life after you after you finish up with your baseball career. Similar advice for the parents. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, really, not. I think more parents are kind of focused on the the academic side than, than the kids are for sure. Um, right. But yeah, I think you know really just finding that right academic fit and really just the place where you feel feel like you're at home. Um, you know, is super important because uh, I, I you know I tell guys when I sit down with kids and parents is hey uh, you know we want you to we want you to come to Holy Family. Um, but at the end of the day, like we want what is best for for you and your family long term. And if that's you know the the right fit, um, you know for for the family and and for their unique situation, um, you know at the end of the day, it's like I said, it's about um, you know just making sure you're comfortable. And if it's you know a good fit for you, uh, you know that's awesome. If Holy Family's the the place that you end up, that's great. At the end of the day, we just want what's best for what's best for the right. kid and their family. Now, Kyle, what advice would you have for the athlete who is just hell-bent on being D1, you know? And, yeah, maybe they'll get an offer at a D1 school, but they'll be, you know, number you know, 32 on a 40-man roster or something. Whereas D2, hey, you may start, you know? You may, uh, you know, have a, um, you know, a decent chance to break the lineup early on in your career. What, how, I'm sure you've encountered that with, with student-athletes before, how do you break through that mentality to say, look, yeah, you could go D1, but you're going to sit for two or three years behind somebody and or look, those rosters are massive with so much turnover. You don't know what's going to happen. Whereas D2, D3, maybe it's a little bit, I don't want to say calmer, but maybe you see less of that, that chaos with the roster, if you will. Yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, heck, and nowadays the way that, you know, the transfer portal is and yeah. guys having an extra year, I think that's super common is, there's just uh, for high school guys coming out, uh, you know, there's really, you know, a, not as many opportunities as there might have been, you know, five, 10 years ago, especially at the, you know, the D1 level. Um, so I think some guys at the end of the day, they, they might, uh, that might be something they want, right? They might want to, they might want to go D1 and, you know, they're okay, uh, you know, battling it out for two years and kind of waiting, waiting their turn, if you will, and working while they wait. But, um, for other guys that, you know, want to get on the field right away and want to have that experience, um, you know, D2 is definitely a, a great option. Uh, at the end of the day, we're lucky here in, uh, in you know, especially in, in our area here, we have such so many good uh, college programs, you know, from D1 all the way down to, you know, D3 and the JUCO level that uh, you can you can really go anywhere and you're going to play a, a high quality schedule and play a bunch of good competition. And how's the schedule looking for you all? I, I, I'm sure you're still working on that. But, um, you know, how difficult has that been? Has it been difficult at all to sort of kind of come in at the last minute and like, all right, now I need to fill out a, a 50-game schedule or whatever? Definitely, yeah. It was uh, super tough just to find, you know, find schools that were still still looking and, you know, schools that were realistic for, for us to play. So luckily we've, uh, we've, right. we've been able to kind of piece together a, a schedule for year one a um, little bit of extra travel and things like that than we would normally do. But I definitely wanted to, um, you know, 
guys are, are, are trusting us to come in with a first year program and, you know, they're using a year of eligibility. I wanted to make sure we gave them that full season and that sure. full, full experience in year one. Any, any trips firmed up for Florida or anything like that? The winter classics or anything? So we're, we're working on a trip. Um, really the biggest reason we're, we, we want to do it is just cause you know, we were having trouble getting, getting up to a full schedule without it. Um, so we're sure. just going to, we're going to go down to Florida. Um, I should, we should, we're going to go South somewhere just to make sure that, you know, we're getting, getting closer to, you know, that 50, 50 game number. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll do that on our, on our spring break that first week in uh, first week in March. Yeah. With the weather up here, you can never, never guess. I mean, hell the weather could be nicer here than Florida the week you decide to go down. So <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. It's nice to have the, I always like going down there just because you know you're going to get, you know, eight to ten games in. You're going to have nice yeah. weather, and uh, you know, so that that's the reason I like going. It's a lot easier than playing. Uh, you know, really, you're just kind of at the, you know, at the mercy of the weather up here. So I like going down there. Yeah, and it's a chance too for for the athletes to sometimes see teams and otherwise they may never see or play. Um, although it is kind of funny when you see. You know, two of the D three teams or D two teams, even you know, down playing each other, but they're down in Florida doing it. Always kind of get a kick out of seeing the box scores for that. Definitely, yeah, we get uh, and we've been we're looking at going down to the the Russ Matt tournament. Same same where we went. You know, it's in the Orlando area. Same uh-huh. tournament I went to when we were at Sciences, and you always get a good. You know, the reason we like going to, besides the weather, obviously, is you get a good mix of of teams. A lot of teams from the Midwest. Uh, you know, that you would never, never play if you weren't right. going down to Florida. So it just gives gives the guys a, a different look at some, uh, you know, teams that you really would, would never play if you weren't down there. Right, right. Um, Kyle, how heavily involved are you with, with the high school scene in the area? I, I know, you know, thinking specifically like camps and things like that, like has that been a big – um, area of focus for you that you're involved with, and has that been something that's been able to help you with Holy Family and recruiting? Definitely, yeah. We've been uh, we've been pretty active this summer, uh, you know, locally with with camp showcases, things like that. Um, really, we probably you know next year, next summer, we'll spend a lot more time there just because sure. we're not scrambling to piece together a roster late. Um, right. But yeah, I definitely think that's huge and. Uh, really with the area that we're in, I, I always tell, you know, our staff and everything, there's really no need to go, go too much farther than, uh, you know, the area we're in right here. There's so much talent here locally and, you know, between Southeast PA, South Jersey, you know, the whole tri-state area. Um, there's yeah. plenty of good players out there. You just got to go find them. Yeah. No, I love it. Well, Kyle, look, I, I wish you nothing but the best with Holy Family. I think it's great to have another program in the fold here especially a school that's been around for you know in this area for as long as holy family has and and you know such um, you know good connections in in northeast philly and such um i just think it's great and then again for you too having put in the time at you sciences and such and, and doing such a good job there uh to now have the uh the leadership role at holy family i think it's great so i look forward to following along seeing how you guys do um you know and just uh, wishing you nothing but the best Thank you very much, Patrick, and thanks again for uh, for having me on, and, and thanks for all you do just with the uh, you know the work in the whole Philly baseball scene. It's awesome to have someone that's uh, you know promoting 
uh, baseball on the college level, whether it's D1, D2, D3, JUCO, whatever it is, just kind of that publicity for, uh, you know, the Philly baseball scene is awesome. So thank you for all you do as well. Oh, no, not a problem. I appreciate it. Kyle Davis, thank you very much. Thanks, Patrick. 